Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Covered Down. It's your host back again, Seth and Doug, going into another episode. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about a few things that we kind of just finished up with the Guardians, some awesome events uh, that we did, and talk a little bit about the Poker Run, the biggest event that we do this year. And most importantly, talking about why we do this, period. So who we're doing it for. Stick around. Also, before this uh, intro starts, if you haven't liked or subscribed, please do that. It all goes towards a great cause. And roll the intro. How's it going, man? Good. What's going on? I don't like not being in the same room as you. I like to be able to. That's just a little awkward. Good job. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm personal like that. You know what? That's, that's oh, a wee God. bit awkward. Just a wee bit awkward. So we had a crazy last week, didn't we? Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, it's been a little hectic around just everywhere lately. Gearing up for gearing up for the poker run coming up this this coming weekend, the fifteenth, actually. Yeah. Um, wow. This so much work has been done. <laughs> yeah. We've been, what, back-to-back, -back, uh, what was it, two weeks in a row. Uh, we had the farmer's market. We were out there. Mm -hmm. And then we had, um, we were out there July out there July 4th. And then July 5th, we were out over at the Waterford Speed Bowl for mm -hmm. uh, their, their event. I think the week before that, we were at... Um, Back the blue as well. We were, yeah. <laughs> it's been. You see what I mean? You see, you see. Yeah. It, it's just been. It's been. This year has been one of the most insane years for events, uh, for for us. That it seems like every weekend we have been set up somewhere. We have something to do, um, which is a fantastic problem to have. Don't get me wrong. It has been yeah. a fantastic. First problem world problems, right? Yeah, it's been absolutely just fantastic to be so busy because uh, it means that we're getting the name out there and we're spreading awareness and it's it's just it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about the um, uh, the race that we just did. Oh. Well, we, we, we didn't race. Let me be clear no. with that. No, we were not racing these cars. <laughs> no, 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 we weren't. We got invited out and uh, had a special kind of event in our name. Right. Yeah, actually, this this uh, this whole thing started back in February. We met mm -hmm. um, Chuck McDonald. He uh, he is a racer for uh, he, he has race cars that he races over at Waterford Speed Bowl. And we met him because he is a coach for Grand Little League. And mm -hmm. we met him over at the Mystic Irish Parade. And he was like talking about how he wants to put our logos on <clears throat> excuse me five of his race cars and then 
um he was like oh, i got all this stuff lined up this is what i want to do and we're like all right we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit let's just you know start one thing at a time uh and since february we've just been in contact with him we've been you know talking with him and then it turns out that he was coaching my son's um senior division for the all-stars team for the grot little league and then the all-star division and then um he was like hey we're doing this you know big race on july 5th um you know do you guys want to sponsor the race so we wound up sponsoring that race we had our name out on the marquee board which was pretty awesome right on route 85 so like everybody driving by saw you know the name right on the big marquee board uh and then what the the most epic part of that evening was was being able to take the motorcycle and drive it through the pit and then do a lap on the track with you know we had the american flag all the branch flags we had the guardian flag on the back of on the back of my motorcycle and we got to do a lap um around the track we lined up for the national anthem and then we did a half a lap and then we exited the track and it was just it was an epic evening it was a long yeah, day it was, it was a long afternoon but it was just it was incredible we had the uh we had was it the southeastern connecticut uh back the blue riders yep. as well back the blue uh, riders came out and they they they've been an awesome support network for us uh doug hoyt he's um he's been officially crowned the mascot yeah. <laughs> for the organization uh, de deemed on site the, the yep. mascot of the guardians of the purple heart <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's been an awesome um, support for us. Uh, he came out with his trike and, um, you know, he led the pack. But, you know, back to blue southeastern Connecticut was out there and they rode with us. Um, but, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. It was a it was a beautiful, beautiful event. Yeah, Nick, I think you got um, you got some footage of that, don't you? With some cheesy music in the background, but it's still cool. <laughs> you want to share that? Music is beautiful. It's beautiful. So that was that this is the end of it actually yeah when the, uh when you guys came rolling out because i was in the back uh, yep. I had to say some words yeah that's the when moment you guys it. did in front of the stands they just went wild yeah do you have nick uh do you have the the beginning when we were riding out i don't know if he does <clears throat> Either way, says, stand by, keep talking. There's, there's, um, if you follow the Facebook, uh, people can, if you go up to our Facebook, you'll be able to see it. Um, we were tagged in it, we posted a lot about it. There, there, you, there go. you go. Yeah. Yeah, you can see my bike is like uh, three, three, four bikes ahead up on the right. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that crowd tripled in size by the time night fell for all the races. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but how many people get to say they got to ride their bike around a racetrack? I know. <laughs> so and we were going pretty fast too. I think we hit about 40, 45 miles an hour, which was faster than I expected us to go. Well, add it to the bucket list and immediately check it off, right? Exactly. Now, if I could just go a little bit faster, that'd be, I'll check that one off the bucket list, but. hundred <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. But yeah, I mean, it was, 
the the beautiful part was though is i remember we were standing out um as we were waiting uh to bring the bikes on the track we hadn't really sold any merchandise we were set up prior and it was hot we were sweating and i was telling nick i was like look when we when we get the bikes off the track when we go back up there if we haven't sold a piece of merch let's pack up you know it's hot it's sweaty it's kind of miserable let's you know let everybody go home and shower and, and rest up i don't want anyone getting heat exhaustion and, and passing out from this so let's send everybody home we get the bikes off the track we park we gather all the flags and we come over to the tent there is a line of people just t-shirts and sweatshirts just going across i mean it, it's 90 degrees outside and there's people trying on sweatshirts and yep. where it was nonstop for like three hours straight just people buying merchandise and challenge coins and patches and it was just like it, it just wouldn't stop and it was it was a long night but yeah the support was overwhelming it. it was it was beautiful beautiful yep. definitely we'll, we'll be going back had to make a little speech yeah impromptu yeah. speech you did an awesome job Awesome job yeah. for being told last minute that you were going to be doing a speech. <laughs> oh my God. I'm literally, I'm. Here you go. If well, you can I'm just sound it. like the teacher from. <laughs> You gave me the Forrest Gump speech. It was that's all I have to say about Nam. <laughs> Just cut that that the only the last part in there. Yeah, Nick. I call Nick and like I'm approaching the racetrack and calling him just to figure out where I need to park and, and enter in at. And he's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, you're going to give a speech." I said, oh, "Oh, all right, I guess." And he's like, "Okay, cool," and then goes to hang up. It's like, wait, hold on, I was calling you. <laughs> not damn it <laughs> surprise yeah the guy hands me the mic and i was like ah i don't know swing it <laughs> no you did a good job though you did a good job excellent job buddy yeah so the the overwhelming support of, of back the blue um the london waterford speed bowl and all the race fans there uh this last week on wednesday night uh was was very touching. It was awesome. Yeah. I love to yeah. see that. A lot of people come over, want to chat, have stories. Older veterans come over. You know, they might want to buy something small. It's perfectly fine. Um, we love listening to all their stories. So we're we're a, we're a, we're a talkative group, as yeah. you can see from the show. <laughs> so if you ever sit out by the tent and just want to talk, go right ahead. Yeah, we, we love it. Yeah, we we love connecting with people, and that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> you have a story you want to talk to us about. You know, you know, friend, family member who is in the military. We love hearing those stories. We love connecting with, you know, the the community, and we we want to know about you know those people in your lives that you know have served, and we want to know about these people. So definitely hit us up and and tell us those stories so we can uh, so we can appreciate their time in the service as well. Yeah, there's some uh, very uh, interesting characters here in Connecticut. Uh, that have some pretty awesome stories and I'd like to know more of them. So if anybody got anybody cool, you know, contact us in all the usual ways, Facebook, Instagram here. Uh, and you have a story that wants to be told from one of your, you know, about one of your relatives or a friend or a neighbor, let us know. We'll tell the story. You know, we love learning that kind of stuff. So, yep, exactly. So we did the race. 
Now we got this coming Saturday on the 15th, we have our biggest event uh, and the event that kind of everything was founded around, which is the Guardians of the Purple Heart Poker Run. Yep. So, and we're going to be starting at Mike's famous Harley Davidson. Yep. Right. And then hitting a few spots. Who do we got? We have <clears throat> uh, Beard Brewing, the silo mm-hmm. in Groton, Connecticut. Then we have uh, Sweet Hill Farm in Gales Ferry. Then we yep, have ice cream. That's fun. Yep, get get some ice cream. Uh, then we have Turnpike Cafe over in Uncasville, and then mm-hmm. we have uh, Post One Zero Zero Four out in Jewett City, which is a VFW post. And then we mm-hmm. end over at Basra Moose Lodge in Basra, Connecticut, where we have live music uh, from CC and the Riders. We have pig roast um it's kind of like a big barbecue type deal uh vendors raffle um pretty much everybody getting together there for an after party uh last card is in by three i believe it is um and then we have raffles being drawn at five o'clock and usually after raffles are drawn that usually takes about 15 20 minutes usually after the last raffle is called that's when people start to pretty much pack up and and go home so you figure probably like around 5 30 quarter six is is when the when the poker run ends so it's a pretty much an all-day event um just because it's a motorcycle run people don't have to uh, have a motorcycle to participate people can come in their you know, they can come in their car, their low rider, their jacked up pickup truck. It, it does not matter. As long as your vehicle is street legal, you can come and participate. Uh, if you're working that day, does not matter. You can still come out for the after party and participate. Um, and you can still come and hang out. So, I mean, it's it's an event that lasts all day long. Yeah. And so some some people might not know what a poker run is specifically. Right. So what happens is, is um registration is from 9 to 11 over at mike's famous uh when you leave mike's famous you're going to hit the four stops at the four stops you're going to excuse me you're going to draw a poker card we have a sheet and then at that stop we have people who work that stop they're going to mark that particular sheet with the poker card or the the card that you draw you're going to go to the next stop and you're going to do the same thing you're going to draw another card at the end, when you hit the, the Moose Lodge, you're going to draw your fifth and final poker card. Basically, you're going to try to make the best five-card poker hand out of it. Then we have best hand, worst hand prizes. Um, if, say, you're, you have four good cards and you hit the Moose Lodge and you draw the fifth card and it's kind of like a, a crap card, you can pay uh, like five bucks, I think it is, to uh, draw another card to try to get like the best hand. Um, so you can pretty much just kind of, you know, up your chances of winning. Um, so you're basically just trying to get the best five card poker hand, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. So So, it's, it's some fun and games along with those who like to go for nice long rides or nice long drives. So hopefully we see a little bit of everybody out there. We all, we always, I mean, the bikes always show up. Yeah. That's, it's not a problem, but, I'm curious to what else will show up, you know, the moment we start allowing vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. We've had, we've had some uh, people show up in there. um, What is it? The, those spider things. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, Uh, a couple of years we've had people show up in those. Uh, One year we had 
a couple of classic vehicles show up and do do the poker run in that. Um, people think that just because it is a motorcycle run that you have to have a motorcycle to participate. It's it's not the case, right? I mean, it it is a motorcycle run, but again, if your vehicle is street legal, yeah, come on, participate. If if you have a, a big wheel and it's street legal, ride the big wheel. Like, yeah, <laughs> bring it <Let's> along. <laughs> like, it, it does not matter. I mean, we want everyone to be able to come out and participate because all proceeds that are raised go to help um, the go to help the Purple Heart recipient that we're that we're helping this year. Yeah. So and, uh, this will be my my first poker run. Uh, period, alone with you guys, because uh, I joined just after the recipient dinner last year. You so, joined during the recipient dinner last year. I guess so. Like, you I were know. cooking, and then we were like, hey, Seth, guess what? <laughs> You're joining. <laughs> got me again. <laughs> you don't know it oh, yet, yeah, guess what? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be cool to see, you know, to see how many people turn out and the show of, of support for what we do in the veteran community, and especially our our combat wounded veterans. So yeah. I, I'm excited for it. Um, and it all culminates to uh, eventually at the end of this year or later on this year, our recipient dinner, yeah. right? Uh, where we get to honor Mr. Mo Bodine, which Doug got to sit down with him and yeah. talk uh, kind of about his story, period. And I, I've heard, apparently it's a nail biter. So... <laughs> I, all right, so I've known Hopefully Mo. I can for, tell it well. We all know the better oh, storyteller is here. But. I've I've known Mo for, oh my gosh, I've known him for nine years, ten years. Mm. I've known this guy for a long, long time, and he's told me a little bit here and there about his story. Um, and I think it was like three weeks ago is when we sat down, and he really told me about his story, and it was. It was the first time that it was like every time he told me a little bit, there was, oh, yeah, by the way. And there was another addition to the story. But the, oh, by the way, was more of a comedic turn than there was a, like, uh, how do I put it? It, so... I've been doing this for a long time, right? Most of the stories that when when I hear about the um, when I hear the veteran story about how they got injured and how they got hurt, it's it's very heartfelt. It kind of kind of kicks you right in the gut, um, and it's it's very hard to listen to sometimes. But when Mo tells his story, it's he makes you laugh about it, and you feel kind of bad because you're laughing about. A, a story about how he got injured but at the same time he's sitting there and he's cracking up while he's telling the story and you know it's okay to laugh because he's laughing but i mean mo's also that type of person where he has this infectious laugh he has this infectious smile and every time mo smiles you can't help but smile and if you i don't have you ever met mo yep Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Like when Mo smiles, your soul smiles. Like mm. he has that smile. Like you could have the worst day in the world, and Mo will come up to you and he'll just he'll tell you everything's gonna be okay, and he'll smile at you, and all of a sudden you just you know everything's gonna be okay because Mo told you, right? 
and it's that smile that just tells you everything's going to be all right. But some of the stuff he told me about him growing up and him being in the service, I was just like, Mo, you've got to be kidding me. This is just, this is too funny. I don't know how I'm going to work this in. There's some stuff that he told me that I told him I had to work it into the, into his speech. And he was like, all right, I give you full permission to, to work it in. Just go ahead and tell that part of my story. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a really interesting dinner. So is there anything you can give us right now? Um, let me see. I'm going to take a look at my notes. Well, all right. So one thing I will say is that a lot of people don't know is everyone knows the term OG, right? Original gangster. Well, I'll use the term Mo as an OG. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Mo is an OG. He's an original guardian. Mo is actually, he was the very first, very first vice president of this organization when Guardians of the Purple Heart first started. When yeah, we, no pressure on me. <laughs> you got very big shoes to fill, son. Um, so when we were known as the Purple Heart Poker Run Incorporated, and I had come in as president. Uh, Mo was, Mo came in as the vice president. And that's when I had turned around and said, okay, well, we're going to rebrand and restructure. Uh, and we're going to get a logo and a name. <clears throat> that's when we had become Guardians of the Purple Heart. And Mo was appointed vice president. So he was the very first vice president of this organization. Uh, he was vice president for about five months and then he had to take a step back and deal with some family stuff. Um, one of the things that I didn't know about his service is that he was deployed to Vietnam in 1969. He did an entire tour in Vietnam. And then in 1971, he, I guess he got orders again for Vietnam never went stateside. He went back to back. So did two tours to Vietnam and just went back to back. So he basically spent two years in Vietnam, never came home. Um, He went from one, he was in one unit, transferred to a different um, outfit or different unit, and then went back to his original unit and went home after his uh, second tour. When he got injured, he was a passenger in a vehicle. That vehicle hit a landmine. Um, vehicle basically um, blew up. He spent a couple of weeks in a field hospital. And um, let me say, he said, this is... This, this is what he said. Um, he was in a convoy. He was the passenger, hit landmine, sustained injuries. Uh, he was medevaced with uh, ribs and um, ribs and ankle injuries. Um, had to have plastic put in his ankle. Um, hearing was knocked out. Driver was sent home because of missing fingers. I got the Purple Heart was sent back to the war, wasn't going to have some little landmine get the best of me. 
<laughs> he said, yeah, some little landmine get the best of me. Right. And that's the thing. Like, and that's the type of attitude Mo has is, you know, anytime Mo comes into some sort of hardship or some sort of, um, you know, something that challenges him is he, he always looks at the other side of the coin and, and says, I can get through this. And he just doesn't let anything, anything defeat him. And like Mo is a fighter. Like this guy is just, Oh my God. Like spend 10 minutes talking to this guy and you'll, and you'll walk away and you're just like, man, this guy is just, <clears throat> this dude. No <laughs> the bromance is real. So, but yeah, this guy, he is, he is an absolute legend. Love talking with him. Love seeing him. Um, he's been a long, obviously he's been a long time supporter of the organization. Um, he's, he's been with us since day one, supported us from day one. Uh, never has asked for, never has asked for anything from us. Um, him being a Purple Heart recipient, knowing what we do has never stepped up and asked for anything. Um, and you know, we as an organization realized that he he needed assistance and we'd stepped up and said, hey, we're going to help you. Yeah, so, it's about damn time. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's, <laughs> I will I will tell you one thing though. He was, he was kind of laughing about how, um, so we were sitting there, we were, we were in McDonald's and this is what we were having a conversation there about a story and um his his i guess his girlfriend mona was sitting there and going through a story and we were talking and talking about how um you know how it was when he was coming back from like vietnam and stuff and uh stuff that he was going through um and he said that when he came back like he would he lived in um his dad's basement and i asked him i was like why'd you, I was like, if you don't mind me asking, and I, and I knew the answer. And I was like, why, if you don't mind me asking, like, why'd you live in the basement? And he goes, cause I was comfortable. And Hey, he told me how his dad used to like bring him coffee and bring meals down there. And his dad would sit and talk with him. His now his dad was a world war two combat medic and wow. his dad would go in the basement and he would sit down on the floor in the basement and they would sit and talk and have conversations. His dad knew what he was going through. Now, if you think wow. about it at that time, PTSD was never talked about, right? It no, was it, wasn't, it wasn't until after the war. And then Audie Murphy, oh, there was before, after he filmed and directed to hell and back, yep. um, started becoming an advocate for that. Um, that was in the early fifties. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, was, it didn't really become a thing until what did what do you want to say? 25, maybe 30 years ago. Yeah. And to yeah. have his dad know what, you know, Mo was going through in 70, what, 71, 72. And wow. Mo would come home and he couldn't sleep on the second or third floor where his room was. And he basically mm. set up camp in his basement and he wouldn't come out of the basement for like months or you know, whatever. And his dad would bring food and coffee down and his dad would go down and sit and, and talk with him and whatnot. And that just was just like, holy crap, dude, like that's, that's rough. But we were sitting there talking and like, you could tell 
Mo is getting a little bit emotional and Mona turns around um, and she kind of broke the mood a little bit. She's like, hey, Mo, are you still married? And I went, wait, what? I'm like, Mo, I've known you for like 100 years. Are you married? He's like, oh, yeah, I married some Vietnamese girl. I was like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah. the most stereotypical GI. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I was young and dumb in Vietnam. You know, it's like I was your typical GI. I was like, are you serious? And he was just like, yeah. The, then out of nowhere, he starts laughing so hard. He has tears in his eyes. He starts telling me a story about how him and Moan are on a road trip. They stop at some vietnamese bodega or whatever it is for to use the bathroom and get some some supplies or whatever so all of a sudden she's in the bathroom he starts talking to the to the two young kids operating the register so mo's asking him questions and then <laughs> i guess mo asks him where are you from and all this other stuff so they say some sort of uh some sort of town in uh vietnam or whatever and all of a sudden, Mo's eyes just get really big. Mona comes out of the bathroom and he's like, we got to go. So they run out of the store and she's like, what is the matter? What is going on? And he was like, those two kids in there are from the same town I married that girl from. Those kids might be mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not old, old, old enemy VC might be out to get him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if Mo has some illegitimate kids or whatever, but <laughs> Mo, but way, as a sailor, I salute you. <laughs> but the way Mo tells that's some the sailor story, shit right there. The way Mo tells the story, it was just absolutely hilarious. But I mean, the stuff that he was telling me. I mean, like I said, I've known Mo for for a very long time, and like there was just bits and pieces to his story that I never knew, and. I mean, I've, I've told you guys in the chat that there's and I'm not going to get into why this is probably going to be one of the hardest speeches that I'm going to have to deliver to the dinner. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get into it here on the podcast. It's people are going to have to come to the dinner to um, to see why it's going to be difficult for me to deliver it. But this will probably be one of the speeches that that's delivered that has more of a lighthearted tone when it comes to his story. Cause the way he tells it, he delivered it in a way where it was like, yeah, I almost died. I did go through this, but you know what? I'm still here. So I could look at it like I almost died. Whoa for me, but I'm still living. Let me live my life and have a good time. Yeah. So I mean, wonders if it was that it was that uh, that shared experience with his father that kind of yeah. gave him that positive outlook. Yeah, it's, that's pretty. I mean, it, it is a known fact that um, combat PTSD has a tendency to go better with individuals when they have a good support group, and I don't think there is a better support group than your own father who went through the own the same shit. So. Yeah. That's, I mean, his dad was a chief medic in World War II. Like, wow. I mean, you can't get any more combat experience than being a chief medic in World War II and being in a concrete basement with your dad, getting that kind of support. 
and coming back from, you know, back-to-back tours in Vietnam and just sitting there with a very strong support network. And even if it was just sitting there, just sipping a cup of coffee with him, not saying a word, just knowing Mm -hmm. that he's sitting right across from you, right? I mean, I think a lot of veterans know that when you have that person who knows what you've gone through, you don't even have to say a word, just knowing that look in their eye and knowing that they're back there and knowing that at any second a word can be spoken and someone can talk and there's no judgment there's no platform that the other person's going to stand on and be like well you sissy or suck it up buttercup it's it's going to be met with empathetic listening and that person's going to be there for support so yeah Mo's an absolute legend. I love this dude. <laughs> I love it'll this be, dude. It'll be a good dinner for sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, a fairly important one just to Guardians itself. Yeah. You know, every, everyone, everyone is important. Um, but this one is is personal. It's family. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mo's going to be at the poker run. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to see him uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, every every veteran that we help, they're they're all important to us. Each one holds a special place in our hearts. Each one is very important to us. Um, each one has a personal meaning to us. Um, you know, I have a little bit of a you know personal relationship with with the veterans that that we help. Um, sometimes I get to, or I I should say, I have to know them on a little bit more of a personal level. Um, Mo, it's it hits different. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I've I've had this relationship with Mo for for the longest time. So yeah, this is a very personal one. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm I extremely mean, excited, extremely excited. Yeah, you know, it's always good to take care of our big brothers, right? Yeah, but yeah. this this one will be one we're going to kind of enter into this recipient dinner with a little bit more technology this time. So yeah. to actually kind of open up these these big moments that you know will bring you to tears and brought me to tears the first time I went, um, but to kind of let the rest of the world see you know what yeah. we do and, and who we're helping uh, and most importantly what their story is. So yep. we'll, uh, we'll have some cameras. We'll do some recording. Um, I think Nick and I talked about possibly live stream, but that's still up for debate. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna for for those of you who who are not close and can't directly participate um, in this event. Hopefully, we can bring it to you. You know, so if you're out there in the world and you're and you're spreading our message, uh, we'll try to try to give some back. We'll definitely figure it out. I I we have plenty of time to figure out how to how to live stream, um, especially live stream the the speech portion of the dinner. We will we'll figure it out. I mean, it's it, we <laughs> we we can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> if Elon Musk can launch a car into space, we can live stream a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> this so many jokes we can make right now. Um, Look, yeah, no, <laughs> and AI. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Um, We'll have like a, probably a moment to breathe right after the poker run, and then bam, it's it's finished up any last events that we might have and getting ready for the recipient dinner, um, which is always cool. Uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's a great time. And uh, I hope if anybody's in the area, they can come out. Um, but uh, we're going to still keep pushing. So yeah, if you want to. The coolest part, help, too, is or I don't mean to interrupt, but I mean, another cool part, too, about the poker run and the dinners we have. Um, we have our Rhode Island family coming down to, to yep. help. I mean, this is uh, Saturday is going to be um, the first time that both Connecticut and Rhode Island is going to be together as a, a whole organization. So this is going to be extremely epic uh, that, you know, we're, we're together as an entire organization working, working together at, for, you know, for this for this huge cause that um, that we're all out to to excuse me to accomplish uh, Rhode Island's absolutely killing it you know in that state the, those guys are man somebody lit a fire under their under their butts <laughs> I love it <laughs> yeah you turn around next thing you know you're seeing them on cable news I know it's I know a good they... thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep it's awesome though they're 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 out there, you know, taking names and, and kicking butts. But I mean, it's it's fantastic, and um, they're well on their way to to you know pretty much getting a recipient for twenty twenty four, and and being able to to help a combat wounded uh, combat wounded vet in that state. So, yeah, we really hit that, that what we talk about, right? Hit that quality aspect. Yep. So to make an actual really good meaningful impact, they're going to start off with their first recipient, and they're going to do it right. Yeah. They're determined to do so. And I have 100% faith that they will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so we got, like I said, the poker run coming up this uh, this Saturday. It's going to be a blast. Big party for everybody. And then take a small break. Um, maybe finish out some events, do some more podcasts, get get in the recipient dinner. And then the, the yearly cycle is done and we start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Rinse and repeat. That's it. Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> keep pushing. Keep being consistent. Yep. That's what I love so, about this organization. It's never ending. And then uh, as far as the show goes, I mean, we're, we're moving into, you know, starting to be able to do this thing remote a lot easier like we're doing right now. Um, so we keep in time with stuff. A lot of people have been contacting us, wanting to be guests on the show, which is wonderful. Um, I got a list and <laughs> that came in order and we're going to start pounding through them and bring us on some awesome people, whether it be, uh, authors, uh, people from other shows, um, people from local businesses, you know, that are veterans and stuff. So there's a list and, uh, yeah, more is coming, you know, more is merrier. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, I just want to, I just want to, uh, just throw a quick apology out there for, for everyone that's contacted us uh, about being on the show and stuff. We're not ignoring you. We're not dragging our feet or anything like that. Um, just want to put it out there that, you know, we are working on the schedules, um, obviously with, you know, our mission, uh, the taking care of the Purple Heart recipient first and foremost is our mission. So when it comes to, you know, operations for the organization, that is going to be our first and foremost concern. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, we we have our personal lives that we are managing on top of that. This is also another reason why we're hitting this, uh, this episode remotely um, with our personal lives and trying to juggle so many schedules. Sometimes it's a little bit tough for, uh, for us to meet at the studio and, and get the episode recorded. Um, summertime is usually our busiest 
busiest season. And as we said in the beginning of this episode, this has been one of our busiest seasons yet. And <laughs> like the look on Seth's face, like, <laughs> I mean, and then That's even not- still, like we, I met some uh, someone Wednesday when we were at the Speed Bowl. There's someone looking to join the organization um, as a new member, and this person pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, I want to I want to join the organization. I have a lot of new ideas or a lot of stuff I want to bring to the table." And I'm riding home from that event Wednesday night, going, "How many more new ideas can we put on this table?" Like, <laughs> don't no get more. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I no love new ideas. <laughs> I love the ideas, right? And and that's the thing. Um, but again, we want as many guests as we can on the show. We're not ignoring you. We're not ignoring your messages. We're first and foremost, our main concern is these Purple Heart recipients, raising the money, getting the funds, getting them taken care of, and and getting everything squared away for this poker run that's that's on Saturday. This event takes us an entire year to plan and execute. It's all hands on deck. Once that's over, once we get everything squared away for the dinner, then everything kind of starts to mellow out for us. Then we can go ahead and start putting more time, um, stuff like that, into episodes and and stuff like that. We got you, okay? We got you. Um, And also, too, we're we're still figuring out all this remote stuff, so we're going to be bringing in more people remotely for for episodes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're getting it. We're we're like Seth said, we want quality rather than quantity, right? So is that what you say, Seth? Did I get that right? Quality instead of quantity. There you yeah. go. See, I'm learning from you. Yeah, you're doing a great See? job. See, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh See, my I gosh. Think- and this this week though. Um, we get to go see a friend off. In oh, yeah, yeah, our boy. Super extraordinary. So the individual's yeah, he name He's going in, is, a, in a dinghy? Oh, it's, it's not a, a dinghy. A rowboat? It's, hold on one second. A canoe? An inflatable... Yeah. He's got a little inflatable <laughs> duck thing. It's an inflatable banana. Oh, okay. No. So we're going to go up to take a ride up to Portsmouth, New Hampshire here pretty soon and uh, go see off a good friend of ours, uh, Chris Flying, right? Yeah. You guys and, might remember uh, him from one of the episodes uh, previously. Yeah. On the Ruck Up episode. Where yeah. We talked about interview and a fellow stay proud, stay grateful guy. Um, he, uh, he will be joining a crew of i think nine individuals in a sailboat race around the world so to put this in perspective of this grand feat that they are doing right this race is done entirely in in like classic mode right there there is no gps or anything like that it's all sextant and stars right all under sail no motor all right they gotta sail across the atlantic and then around the world they're doing this with a boat that I think is 10 feet shorter than the average boat um, and crews that normally consist of 20 people. I think is what he said. He's got nine. And, and for our friend, Chris, uh, he has a, a small disadvantage uh, is that 
Chris had lost his legs uh, while um, I can't remember who was Iraq or Afghanistan. Uh, sorry, Chris, if I'm forgetting. Uh, so we have a gentleman who's going to go out and conquer the oceans and do it <laughs> in the most extraordinary way possible. Uh, okay, so, so I know we're a family show, but all I'm going to say is, like, is the boat going to be weighed down from his brass cojones? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, I was like, man. Chris, I, Chris, I give you all the credit in the world, homeboy. I love you, but... Man, you, you he, sent, he sent me pictures. He sent me pictures today of him getting acquainted with the boat, and all I sent back was "Welcome to the Navy. It sucks here." <laughs> How can we and, send, oh, oh, and you know not to mention, like this boy never sends me any pictures. <laughs> you guys send him cool swag like I do. The um, uh, the cool one of the coolest things about this is that they are the only U.S. team participating in this race. So we're going to see them off on their maiden voyage. He's going to actually uh, take the boat across the Atlantic and then fly back um, and swap out with, you know, with another crew member. But it's, uh, yeah, it's astounding. And I can't wait for him to go on this exciting adventure. And uh, yeah, well, welcome to the ocean. Jeez. <laughs> That's awesome. He's... So I think, I think the crew that's with him is actually um, another charity called... I think it's skeleton racing or out or veteran outdoor adventures or something like that. But there's a few organizations that are like us that try to provide some type of service to, to veterans to be able to kind of better and more enrich their lives. Uh, so they're sponsoring him. He works for HAVA, uh, which we had dealt with before with the honoring American veterans of field. Uh, they do great work there. And then he's getting sponsored by Sig Sauer as well. So he's got some big names behind him too. So it's uh, it's gonna be cool. We're gonna go up there, do some interviews with some awesome people. This ragtag group of veterans in this sailboat race that just sounds like it's gonna be next year's Disney original movie. So, it'll it'll be fun. Unfortunately, but, uh, I won't be able to join you guys. Uh, some of us do have to work, you know. Yeah. Now, what? All right, Doug, you do important work. All right, I just manufacture things. You teach the next generation how to be adults. I really need you to focus on that. In fact, you really need to pick it up. Well, <laughs> not, hold on a second. Hold I'm, on. Not, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing coming out of service lately. <laughs> hold, 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 hold I'm questioning your second. ability. Hold on a second. Let me pull that man's frigging credentials. Let's, let's back up a second. This guy <laughs> is teaching people how to be adults. All right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, your tax dollars at work. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. I think <laughs> I like to think so. You know, sometimes. No, unfortunately, like I would love to, I would love to go up there, but I mean, it's just timing, just kind of really just sucks. Um, yeah, with me going away next week and um, eating up all my time and whatnot for that trip, unfortunately, I won't be able to go. But you know, this is this is why you and you and Nick are put in the position that you're in, so you guys can go ahead and handle this kind of stuff and. And go do what you do. Um, well, I can handle this kind of stuff. Nick went through your class, and I don't trust that he can. 
<laughs> this is why he's also gone through like six of my classes because <laughs> <laughs> this is why would I would I train his entire you boat? No Nick back to the beginning of the class. No, no. What happened was is I told Nick like I was training his entire boat and I made him my assistant, so he had to go through the training repetitively, so he would at least learn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh, oh rare producer. Oh, our my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that parry little face. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, my best friend and president of the Connecticut chapter, Nick Ransom. So how are you going to call me out when I'm not even allowed to back myself up? What are you talking about, pumpkin? What are you talking about, cupcake? Cue the internal creaching. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's? What do you mean internal screeching? What is that about? Your class. Internal screeching. <laughs> what? What about that's my class? My class is good. My class is gold, son. That's that's all I learned was just scream on the inside, not the outside. <laughs> what I used to do you on the boat is I grab a cup and I put it over my mouth and scream. You learned something, did you not? <laughs> you did not. I learned don't volunteer anymore. Exactly. <laughs> you learned something vital. Man, Never again time. volunteer yourself. Navy. That's what that's what Navy stands for. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for today. But yeah, uh, you know, like uh, like Doug and I said, we got some uh, amazing stuff behind us and amazing stuff ahead of us, and uh, we're gonna finish out. Uh, which, from what I understand, is quite a remarkable year for us. Yeah. Period. So I'm happy to be part of it. Um, and this be my first experience. Hopefully it doesn't go downhill from here. <laughs> no, the one thing that I'm excited for you, Seth, is the fact that you got to see uh, last year, you got to see the end result, right? You got to see basically what we work for. Now yeah. you, this year, you get to see all behind the scenes um, you get to see everything that is involved with, you get to see everything leading up to the dinner. And now you get to get the real gut punch in the stomach, the full, the full on experience of the poker run, the dinner, the fundraising, the blood, sweat, and the tears, the, the frustration, the stress, the anxiety behind it all. And then at the dinner, you finally get the satisfaction of going it was all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. You know, when you say that it's, you know, I came out and I got to see, you know, the grand finale of what you all did throughout the year. And that was just like, well, I want to, I want to do that too. And so coming into this whole next year, it's like, I, I want to make someone's life better and happy again myself. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that ask, like, they'll, they'll ask me, how long have I been doing this? And I'll tell them, I've been doing this for seven years. And they're like, damn, that's a long time. Like, it is. It's, it is a long time to be dedicated to something and, you know, just keep going with it. And they're like, how, how is it that you've been doing this for so long? And this is how. It's because at the end of every year, I get to do the dinner. And at the end of every year, I get that feeling of it was all worth it. And every yeah. 364 days, it's nothing but stress, anxiety, frustration. You know, there is anger mixed in. 
there's a whole bunch of days. You know, there's days where I just want to quit. I want to throw it. The, the anger sometimes comes in the manner of the salt shaker that you pour and the, the cap comes off. You know, and there's some days I just want to throw in the towel and just be like, I'm done with this. Like I want to walk away and, and go back to just not dealing with any of it. But then I just remember the dinner and it's all worth it. And then I go back to it. And now you're going to be able to walk away going, yeah, it was all worth it. All those days I wanted to rip out my beard hair one hair at a time with a pair of tweezers. It's all worth it. But as Nick said in our, in our little private chat, you know, if anybody wants to get involved, uh, please come out and talk to us. Um, send us a message, you know, talk to us about our goals and talk to us about our ambitions. Let us know if you have any ideas. Um, if you want to get involved as a volunteer, you want to actually become a, an official guardian, um, you know, being called a guardian, being known as a guardian is something that, you know, we hold very near and dear to our hearts. And it's something that we don't take lightly. Uh, it's, I, myself, I, I don't care if anyone finds this cheesy or corny, but I consider it an honor when I call myself a guardian. And I consider it an honor when I can turn around and say Seth is a guardian and Nick is a guardian and everyone else in this organization is considered a guardian. And I consider it an honor when I bring somebody else in and say, welcome, you are now considered a guardian because mm -hmm. it is an honor to have that title in this organization. So if you want to become a guardian, message us and join the ranks and get involved. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a nice, it's a nice secondary family. It is. It really is. It's messed up on some level, yeah. but we we do have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, well, all right, folks. Uh, we'll end it there for the day. Uh, another episode in the bag with many more to come for sure. Um, a lot more. Yeah, as well, you know, and continue to check out our, all of our social media where we're dropping, you know, our sponsors, you know, and some of the awesome things they do. And we got some fresh threads. Say that again. We got some fresh threads. Some fresh threads. Oh yeah, we, we just joined the threads. I don't uh, even know what that is. It's the it's the it's the Twitter killer. You know, I'm sorry, you ain't killing Elon Musk. He's too smart. <laughs> I like Elon. But He's that's like artificial intelligence is not artificial. It's just Elon duplicating himself <laughs> over and over again. But is it intelligent? I don't know. I'm not, we're not going to get into this argument about whether it's actually intelligent or not. Coming from the I just want to watch, I just wanna watch I your head explode. Oh my God, just stop, Doug. Look, all right. So anyways, check out our social media. Check out all of the fun stuff that we're posting, the videos that we're sharing, the things that we're doing. And uh, if you haven't, like I said earlier in the show, uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell button, and, and share these videos uh, with your friends. The more viewers we get, the more subscribers we get, the closer do we, we get to hitting our monetization goal. Where all that money then goes back into the guardians. Um, like I said, we don't take up you know a single cent from it, uh, but it'll make it so that way everybody out there that's watching is participating and changing somebody's life. So share them as much as you possible. Every watch time counts. Every click counts. Every subscriber counts. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, other than that, we'll leave you off with the normal thing of stay proud, stay grateful. We'll see you next time.